Hey, you. Yes, you. Are you listening on your phone? Okay, good deal. Go ahead and do me a favor. Hop on social media and follow the Camp Kids podcast, especially on Instagram. I am wanting to continue to build this community and to start sharing ideas and even some sneak peeks. Do you want to contribute to the show without having to sit down and interview? This is definitely for you. I'll be posting polls and questions for listeners to be able to share what they would like to hear on this podcast. So please go and like us and follow us and share it out to all your friends. Hey, Camp Kids. Welcome back to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp career or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. Today, I'm bringing you our first camp couple. I have known Ace and Trotter for a while and missed my travels to Camp Sacagawea and have watched them grow as a couple. They both talk about not only their love for camp, but also how their relationship formed and how they become involved in camp. This one has a lot of funny stories, but unfortunately, the audio cuts out quite a bit. I apologize for all of the static in advance, but I can assure you that it doesn't take away from the amazing memories they share. So without further ado, let's meet Ace and Trotter. I want to welcome you both to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm so excited to dive in deep with you guys, especially because you guys have such a unique and awesome camp experience to share. So just thank you so much for being able to do this and for taking some time out of your busy schedules for this. Well, as we're getting started here, I would just like for you both to tell who you guys are as well. My name is Trotter. Real name is Kirsten. I live here in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm not too far from I guess it would be my home camp where Ace and I met. I'm Ace. My run is Meg. I'm in England at the moment, so I live near Bristol, which is kind of in the southwest of England. Yeah, I, I guess I'd consider Camp Sec my kind of home camp as well. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about your guys' camp experience. Did any of you have an opportunity to attend camp as like a camper before? I, being a military brat, I had a lot of different camp experiences. A lot of them were day provided the bases that we were stationed at that I could go and do so like I did a magic camp and a chess camp (laughs) for one summer but I can't recall I think I was like 11 or something and then overseas I lived in Turkey for a couple years and I went to a church camp that was and did all kinds of really fun stuff around the town Quinquetera and so that was really fun and exciting. Wow, that sounds incredible. Ace, what about you? Yeah, so I the British equivalent of Girl Scouts, which is go guiding. I did go guiding since I was probably about seven. So you start in rainbows, do that when I started in brownies and then guide and rangers. The UK are very different. We don't have kind of an organized camp that runs for a whole summer that you go to, that there's staff who work there and you kind of just go either on your own or, you know, with like a couple of friends, some activities that are organized kind of by your troop but kind of with other people as well or you can go which is just fully organized by your troop leaders so they kind of do organizing all the cooking all the kind of everything for it so it's quite different really I think to camps in the U.S. because we wouldn't go just kind of by ourselves to a like a week-long camp or something you'd go with your troop and kind of organize it through that way 
but that's how I found Camp Sacagawea is actually through my rangers group or well, one of my leaders had previously gone over to Camp Sac herself she'd worked there for a couple of summers so that's how I found it is that we did the CITU program in 2014 there was a group of about 10 of us that came over and then I fell in love with it and wanted to kind of go back and work there and the first summer that I was able to was 2017 and as they say the rest is history I've loved it ever since so I did 2017 2018 2019 was meant to be 2020 only for for COVID to cancel unfortunately oh man so you got to go to Camp Sacagawea as a counselor in training that's amazing yeah it was really great we had the kind of I had the experience of a camper as well um because we came over with our troop. There were, yeah, about 10 of us that came over and we did the CIT program and it was really, really great because we kind of had all of the camper camp experiences. We did all the high ropes and the riding and the swimming and all that kind of stuff. But it was also really cool because we got to see the counselor side of it with doing all the training and kind of having the little ins that you you kind of get to learn some things about what it's like to be a counselor. So I kind of had it like a bit of the best of both worlds really you had to you know got to do all the fun camp experiences of being a camper but then also had that training of being a counsellor and I just loved it so wanted to come back as soon as I could that's awesome oh my goodness well Trotter what about you tell us about your experience becoming a staff member I kind of stumbled upon camp sack as a in animal science and I focused heavily on the equine side, but then also sheep and stuff and other <laughs> animals. But my equine professor had I must have gotten an email from our camp director with the job I for barn. And I was like, that sounds really cool. I did Girl Scouts. That would be fun to do. I had done early childhood when I lived in England, a daycare teacher. And so I was like, I worked with kids. I loved working with animals the animal science side I was like this would be a nice kind of combo so I went in 2016 that was my first summer and loved it and I cried um, having to leave <laughs> camp behind and then I was graduating in 2017 and I was like I'm gonna at least do one more before I go into the real world and get a big kid job <laughs> just like one last hurrah and I'm glad I did that's awesome well, before we kind of dive into your guys' story, I would like to know the story behind each of your camp names. So my camp name kind of derives from Terry Brat. That was the original thought behind it. I was at camp, and so I was just like kind of figuring, I was just pondering, and somehow Globetrotter popped into my head. And I was like, Trotter, that's really cool. One of my camp friends, Flounder, and our camp director, Rafiki, and they were like, that's really cool, like horses. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm working with the horses. I'm the, <laughs> one of the equestrian staff. But I originally wanted it to be like Globetrotter. Like, that's really cool, too. And so it's kind of a double meaning. Yeah, I think everyone's first impression, they always think of horses. And you're like, yeah, but I also travel a lot. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I try to like horses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. What about you, Ace? Where does your camp name come from? The nickname in there. And I was like, mm, it kind of is nice. Like, a, you know, like a nice name. And uh, so there's not. There's not like a kind of big story behind it. I guess it's from there because that's kind of where I heard it first being used like as a nickname, I guess. Oh, I love Gilmore Girls too. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the story about how you two met at, <laughs> at camp. I would love to hear all about it. Starts with me, I think, mm -hmm. because um, the first year I became really close with Pip and I was like, I lived in England. I love all things British. 
one of our favorite assignments stationed over there. And so I was like, I became really close with, with her and she had been corresponding with Ace throughout the year beforehand. Well, I knew Pippa in 2014 as well. So when I came up for CIT in 2014, that's where I originally met Pippa. So Pippa and I were like, there's this new girl. And we're like so excited. We had a camp reunion. And after the camp reunion, at the beginning, it was like just staff that were working that summer. They were like, we didn't realize what time it was. And we're like, oh shit, we're going to be late. Time, the one of the in the house, um, Maui, was my program director the year before. And she's really good friends with Pip as well. And so we're like, hey, you live right across from the can you run over and greet her she was one of my cit counselors so right. i knew maui anyway <laughs> yeah so we're like friendly face we're like racing down to des moines from boone and we get down there and ace has like already met maui she's like fine and then she sees pip and gives pip a hug because she knows pip but she has no idea who i am but gave me a hug anyway and we just like hit it off from there and so like i had a lot of plans and stuff like that but um taffy camp that summer as well and her and i wanted to do like a road trip for and we're like invited her along and we just started hanging out on the weekends doing stuff like that kind of solidified our friendship yeah it was a lot of fun that road trip was good i remember i'd been at camp for maybe a week and you and taffy asked me to come with you and i was like yeah sure it was a lot of fun <laughs> Which I don't know if you remember that road trip brought us yeah. and your bug for lunch. Yes, I do. You guys came to Lambert's. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That was so good. Oh, my gosh. So that was like before everything had started then. Oh, my goodness. That's Correct. crazy. You guys kept getting closer throughout the summer or did things start mm-hmm. happening? I, w- I want to hear all the details. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we, we were really, really, really good friends. And I started catching feelings near the end of camp. I really hadn't come into, like, knowing about my sexuality and things like that. And Ace had no idea either. But we just got really close. And at the end of the summer, it was just, like, a heartbreaking goodbye. Flounder and I and another international cricket went via bus to Chicago and sent them off. We didn't want them being in Chicago by themselves. So Flounder and I went with them. And it was a terrible, terrible goodbye. And Flounder me away. And Cricket <laughs> had to pull Ace away at the end of it. I cried. <laughs> and- crying and then from there it was lots of facetiming lots and lots of texting and and keeping in contact writing cards and letters and things like that until i don't remember when help me out (laughs) which bit i had been like telling like camp friends i thought we were already together because we were so close i have feelings for her but i haven't told her and they're like you have to tell her and so it kind of came to an apex and i can't remember when i told you the end of september because I was at Freshers Week at uni, had just gone back to uni for my second year, and you told me right before we were about to go out. <laughs> <laughs> like, dropped a, dropped a big one. Big Ooh! emotional feelings bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was kind of weird for a little bit. Like, if you don't feel that way, that's fine. I just still want to be friends with you because I like you as a person, and just, like, being friends with you and being around you. And it just, like, came to a realization that we both had feelings for each other, and in November, uh, we declared each other girlfriends. <laughs> Aww! That's so adorable! Oh my goodness! <laughs> We're having, like, a big reception at camp, which is going to be really special because 
obviously that's kind of where it all started for us and we have so many great memories there and we still have so many our friends that are from camp so we've got like a reception for this summer planned at the end of the summer at camp and we're kind of renting out rainbow tents and we're doing like a nice campfire and stuff and, and having a meal so yeah it should be really nice. Did you both then come back and work the next summer in 2018? I got a big kid job there I wasn't able to come back to camp but I did take time off to go back to camp the following years 18 and 19 like help train them up and then I came back for the Wranglers camp every year because those girls I had been 16 and kind of watched them grow up and mature into young women and so I kind of was like I want to train the next generation of barn staff so I was using the Wranglers camp of some skills in these girls so that they did want to come back to camp they would have the confidence and the knowledge to do that and so and actually one of them went all the way through and she's barn staff for the last couple of years so oh that's awesome what kept you guys coming back to camp it was the family and just like the camaraderie i feel like every time i would come back to camp a couple of years i'd come on the weekend my weekends to like help out which like monday tuesday or sunday monday and just being with those girls and like participating in creating camp magic and like seeing excitement creating core memories hopefully for them in the future is really fun especially working with horses and like seeing their excitement and, and love of horses and, and being able to work with them yeah i'd agree i'd say i mean i know you talked with taffy before about camp magic but i think it really is it's it's so different to just being in the real world and i know everyone always says like you don't really understand camp unless you work there but that's kind of it for me as well because it's just such a special place it's always such a nice environment so nice to be outdoors I'm a teacher now so I've always done a lot of stuff with kids and it's really nice to kind of get the, to see them make those memories and get to see them learn things and yeah it was a lot of that kind of camp magic and making it really special for them making you know making sure they feel comfortable they can challenge themselves and 100% the people the camp family is just from all over the world if you know we have lots of different internationals and it's just nice because you can just at any point if even if you you know haven't spoken to someone for a while you can just message them and kind of catch up and it's really nice and yeah definitely a bit of you know that camp family is is really important I think. Well speaking of the camp family and the people who were some people that inspired you and what did they do to do that? Uh, For me Taffy has always been really inspirational and kindness it was just really magical she and me to be able to you know keep that calm level-headedness and and just you know laugh things through yeah, I'd agree. I think Tuffy's just such a wonderful person. Just making that magic and <clears throat> all of that, really. I think she's very inspirational in, you know, how long she's been going to camp and how much she loves it. And, yeah, she's such a lovely person. I'd also say that Rafiki, our camp director, inspired me as well because she is such a strong person kind of in that leadership role. And it's really nice because she's got a lot of experience, obviously, in lots of different areas, and she does it really well. So kind of Rafiki and Tuffy inspired me to kind of go through the different stages of camp and you know all the the challenges that come along with it but kind of keep persevering because it's just it is fantastic I love that and yes both of those people are very very inspiring what is the most important lesson that you've learned from camp or working at camp my biggest lesson came from a low ropes exercise called the blind maze 
and I'm probably going to give away the <laughs> secret to the blind maze. But it was a huge eye-opener that first summer. It was the four of us barn staff never had been to camp before, as far as I'm aware, or even worked in the camp environment. Three of us were, were in classes together. And then we had the fourth girl was from Hungary. And so she offered a really unique, different perspective on, on horse management and working with kids. The four of us being new to camp, we were kind of in it together. We created a, a nice bond. We had barn staff high fives. There was really high energy <laughs> risk being smacked in the face if you weren't careful. And we did rep exercise and we were the last four in the maze wandering around. And at one point we were leading each other around this maze literally the blind leading the blind had a realization somewhere in there blocking me keeping me from getting help and and so just that asking for help was a huge thing and i think for us especially the three of us that were being in the agriculture uh community being a lot of male-based community as a and in that community, you have to like prove yourself and not ask for help. And you got to just, you know, farm strong, you're going to do it and, you know, persevere. But learning it's okay to ask for help and that you, the community of camp is there to kind of help you out. And like, it's okay to lean on the community for other experiences and other information from those people. So that was a big lesson that I learned that first year. I still struggle with it, but I learned it. <laughs> I kind of hadn't thought about it in that way. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about that blind maze because we did it in later years as well. But yeah, that is a really good one because you've got such a good family around you, such a good kind of support network with all the staff that it is really important to know when to ask. And yeah, I'd agree with that. Perseverance and, you know, teamwork, working with other people. I used actually quite a lot of the strategies that I learned through camp in my daily teaching life now. I, I learned a lot of kind of perseverance growing it and ways of making sure that the children are engaged and all those kind of things of just being that life as a counsellor that you pick up loads of different kind of tips and tricks here, here and there which has definitely helped in later life becoming a teacher absolutely I bet all the group management skills you're just like I've got this like I can handle yeah. a group of 30 <laughs> kids no problem yep, no. All, the, all the scenarios training we did just apply that right into the real life yeah, working at Living History Farms, we were heavily educated based and we did day camps there too, that I would be the program, essentially run different programs for different sites. And then we would also see 20 group throughout the day, we could see a thousand school kids. And so not just children, but adults keep their attention and, and, and move them through the, the tour smoothly as possible. <laughs> from yeah camp. but adults are so much harder than kids i think uh, <laughs> so <much> depends <laughs> uh, they already have opinions formed and everything yeah <laughs> harder but it's like working with adults for camp like mom and me or my guy and i just being yeah. able to angle mother and child and things like that i'd like to hear what your funniest camp story is i have a lot i kind of draw towards comedy one of my favorite stories in involves the Wranglers and the CITs. It was over the weekend. And so everyone was done, just done check out. It's like the end of camp. And so most of us counselors have lost our mind. We had just finished checking out and the gate hadn't closed. We still had Wranglers in the dining. We had had like this big industrial sized pan of macaroni and we had this giant six pound can of processed cheese. And we're like, this is it. 
we put one in and we're like, that's not enough. And we put another one and that, that's too much. In the process of dealing with this cheese mess, um, a car pulled in and Thunder had said sounded like a minion word or whatever. And she's, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Papa is what she, what I thought she said. And I was like, in my minionist voice, I said, papaya, ah, papaya. And so then my love of minions and me being associated with minions, I had a minion poster on the barn door that says, hello. <laughs> <laughs> because we were so delirious of like being at the end of camp, that little phrase, everyone just died laughing. We were just crying and the CITs and the Wranglers are like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> it was like, you, someone... It was like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. I kind of struggled. I can't think of like a specific moment, but I, I do remember just like, again, over like the silliest little things that will really hit you and you'll have like a really good laugh about it, whether it's in the dining hall or an, at an activity somewhere or, you know, when mm. it's all like onto bed and you're in your tent with you know the other counselors that you're working with and it's just a lovely time to chat and you know kind of relax after the day and you do get some really funny moments come for you like fell out the backwards or something at one point oh yeah that one uh, <laughs> it was the first year we decided it was because we had the trek and travel group so that was like the older girl we we're trying to do like the scaled down version of that and so we got to you know the uh, survivor girls was like middle school or like third through and and then you had um so we didn't really have one for the little girls the first to third graders and we had came this one called intense it's it, it was intense <laughs> oh yeah it was in the ra- rainbow <laughs> tents but it was um and so these little girls had never really been in these canvas tents we were going to go to the pool for some reason and so we had them all change girl had sat on her cot and leaned against the tent wall not realizing it wasn't going to hold her weight trying to put on her swimsuit or something and so she slipped down and fell out of the tent let's preface that she was fine popped right back up and went and finished getting changed but was the way it happened it was just so shocking that it was it was funny it was like a nervous laugh we all kind of laughed about it afterwards but it was like oh my gosh I can't believe this just happened it's like yeah no it's not gonna hold you up it's not a wall um (laughs) she she was just like oh my gosh I'm outside (laughs) wow (laughs) that's what camp magic is (laughs) Yeah, one minute you're inside and the next minute you're outside. So having that laughter thrown in throughout, like I throw out some stories like Ace was saying, it's like I have a lot of memories of different things that were funny for different reasons um, because we were sleep deprived and, and whatnot. But I think that that's just what is all those funny moments. And I think that's why we have quote boards. At oh, camp. Yeah. And so we write down counselor quotes things that people say and then camper quotes things kids say they're like oh my goodness and so at the end of the we collect all of those quotes and put them in our camp memory books at the end of the summer so you can look back through all those funny comments and funny memories throughout the entire summer mm-hmm. yeah i do love doing that so i haven't looked at them for a while i should have a flick through they are really funny just mm-hmm. good because it's a memory book but it brings up loads of great memories it's really nice yeah one of my favorite camper quotes there's this girl she's walking through the dining hall and she exclaims i love the carb place while carrying a bowl of salad 
<laughs> I love the carbs. Oh, man. Hard to break her little heart and be like, mm, that's mostly water right there. <laughs> but I agree with her statement. I love carbs in that place. I love the carbs. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Never... I think I was going to touch an electric fence three times to make sure it was working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even just once, multiple times. Multiple oh times. I got a Shiro for it, so. <laughs> oh, okay, very good. <laughs> kind of the, the obvious one, I guess, but my campaign's parents never did I think I would meet my wife there. <laughs> That's so true. That's right. Oh, yeah, never that. did I thought that was going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys have kind of mentioned it a little bit in the podcast, but could you tell our listeners what do you both do in the real world? I have recently made a job change, and I might be doing another job change in the future. For five years, I worked at Living History Farms, which is a open air museum where I dressed in historic clothing, and I got to do a lot of educational programs working with people of all ages, teaching them history for me, using history to teach about culture and farming and putting that information out there since not everyone knows where their food comes from. I recently changed to Iowa State University at the vet college. I'm an animal caretaker, but I also kind of help fourth year students. They're doing hands-on medicine and kind of helping them out with things them as much as I can. So going into teaching and getting a, a master's in teaching, but that's kind of maybe we'll see. I am a primary school teacher over here in England. So I teach year three and four at the moment, which is seven to nine year olds. So I teach a little bit of everything being a, a primary school teacher, all the different subjects. Well, Trotter, if you become a teacher, then you'll be a part of the fold here. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could bring anything from camp into your everyday life what would it be i would say possibly and it's so difficult with having a full-time job and kind of hobbies and sports and different things that i do in the week i'd just say being able to spend more time outdoors because that's such a big part of camp is just having that freedom just to be outside all the time and you know enjoy I mean, Iowa summers are very different to England summers. And I just don't get a lot of that hugely. I play rugby, I guess, so I, I get, do get a little bit of that out, outdoor side of things. But nowhere near as much as being at camp when it's 24-7. My favourite unit to sleep in at camp. And it's so nice being outside and getting to look up at the stars and, you know, kind of have all the noises of the, the nighttime around you. And I think that probably because it's difficult when you're working a full-time big kid job to have the opportunities to go and to do those kind of outdoor activities that you just almost take for granted at camp um but it's it's so nice to be able to have all that get to explore all the different parts really enjoy just being outside in it so i'd say that probably yeah i work outside in general anyway so (laughs) i get my fill of nature um (laughs) but Uh, I think just the camaraderie, I think, of camp and just, like, the togetherness, like, you're in it together kind of a thing. And just having a little bit more of that in the world. Just togetherness, helping each other out. People at camp can just have your back quite a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'd agree. If you could change one thing about your camp experience, what would it be? I think that I would have liked to have started camp earlier. So British camps are... I don't want to say non-existent, that's not the right word, but they're no way the kind of the same as American camps where it's a very, and it's kind of all organised for you, whereas British 
camping opportunities are as I said more you kind of go just with your troop your group of guiding people that you go with and they're always a lot of fun but I think it's very different to having an organized summer camp because I didn't have the any opportunities to kind of work at any over here um and I think as much as I loved and I did go guiding over here and it is really fun to you know go on a unit troop kind of camp away because you're going with all the people that you see all the time so it's a lot of fun to be able to kind of spend time with them and do all the activities with them um but I think we didn't always have quite as many opportunities for such a variety of activities as you do at kind of an American summer camp so some of the ones we go to it would kind of be a cabin or like a big house in the middle of the woods you wouldn't necessarily have high rips or a swimming pool or horse riding or hammocking or all those kind of things that you have at an American summer camp I really enjoyed going to them and we'd kind of do lots of badge work and we'd have campfires and we'd cook I would have to agree with that statement I wish I would have known about SAC earlier in my college career some of the others that have been going to camp for years is like I went to camp a handful of times but because I was, we were moving around with the military I really didn't get to go back to a camp or I don't even remember the camp that I, I went to a Girl Scout camp in Kansas with my troop I said for overnight or two I can't remember but I don't even remember the camp I remember my experience and how great it was and I wish I would have been able to have more of that growing up yeah well the next set of questions that I have for you guys are quick kind of questions but a lot of little favorites and maybe a bit more sentimental as well my first one of those is, what is your favorite camp song? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Moon on the Meadow. There's a lyric in it that goes, people in cities don't understand falling in love with the land. And I think that's kind of encapsulates camp for me because it's all the outdoors. And it's a really nice kind of slow campfire song. There's like a line in there and it kind of sounds a little bit like Star Wars every time I hear it. I don't know why. And it's like, <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, man. Now I'm never going to be able to unhear it. <laughs> Personal favorite of mine um, is the song Black Socks. And the reason I like it is because us barn staff in 2016 created a line to go to go with that kind of theme of the song for just the barn staff. I don't know if you know the song. I do know um. the song. So, you know, black socks, they never get dirty. The longer you wear them, the blacker they get. Someday I think I might wash them, but something inside me says don't do it yet. Not yet. Not yet. So the barn staff, we decided we like that theme. We, you know, being at the barn all the time, you're in jeans, it's really hot, sweaty. It goes, barn staff, they never stop smelling. The longer they work, the stinkier they get. Someday I think they might shower, but something inside them says, don't do it yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so funny. Thank you for sharing. That was so good. I love black socks. Yes, it's one of my good ones. What is your guys' favorite camp meal? Mine is... Yeah, I think you know which one I'm going to say. Mine is tater tot casserole. Coral's tater tot casserole that she makes at Camp Sacagawea is just the best. It's very delicious. We had it when I came back. I think it was throwback camp this summer. And I was very happy to see it was on the menu. I went in to see Coral and, and just gave her a big old hug and said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the carbs in that place. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Joey on Friends. I love food and it's all good. <laughs> Anything with carbs. 
anything yeah. with card, which is most of. And if the girls don't like it, then like an extra win because you're like more for me. Yeah. <laughs> what is your guys' favorite camp tradition? I really like when we do a wish stick. So it's around a campfire, and mm. you have a stick, normally like quite a longer one that you put in the fire for a while. It gets it all kind of heated up, and then when you pull it out, the end is not completely burnt and it's not on fire kind of flaming but it's burning so that when you blow on it all the embers light up and it gives off like a little bit of smoke so we pass it around and everyone's really quiet in the campfire circle and it's really nice and it's normally towards the end of the campfire so it's got dark by that point you kind of only really can see the campfire and the wish stick and when it's your turn to make a wish in your head and then you blow on the stick and all the embers light up and it gives off like a little puff of smoke and that's kind of you making your wish and you pass it all around the circle and then at the end when everybody's made their wish you put it into the fire burns it's kind of meant to symbolize sending off your wish to come true so i think that's a really cute one i've done that a couple of times i've actually with the children that i work with at school because we have forest school lessons sometimes and i've done it with them and they really enjoyed it so it's nice oh that's awesome mm-hmm. i have a, a couple ones i guess I got like knuckles my birthday is also in the summer and so like growing up you never really like got to bring cupcakes or anything to school so doing the order of the or kind of makes up for <laughs> to be able to celebrate your, your birthday in school growing up you know mm-hmm. you get to write your name on the or and celebrate that so that's one of my favorites like a birthday song that goes along with it isn't it yeah, and that's really cu- cool, too, because it's, like, the back and forth. Something that I help create under is the, the basis of this. So we had a horse one year. His name is Olaf, and he was a great horse, or white, however, whatever you want to say, but he was great. And he kind of a grumpy butt and didn't really like to be ridden, so we didn't use him a lot. And so the kids were like, well, why don't we use him? come up with the idea that he was a unicorn in the unicorn protection program upa and so thunder kind of created this camp name being thunder she was a unicorn protection agent and so she would create a thunderstorm to create rainbows because that's how unicorns traveled was by by rainbow and pinecone she became the barn director she kind of loved that idea like that camp magic and perpetuated that idea and we didn't have a gray horse we had one that was like graying and he's really, really old um, because he was graying. But she came up with that unicorns start off being born black and then they gray out as they get older, which is true for horses in general. But he was a little bitty thing. I'm pretty sure he was a pony based off his height. He was dubbed the unicorn for the last few years. And so we've created bot multiple horns i made the first unicorn horn i made it out of air dry clay and i twisted it made it look kind of like a you know horn and i spray painted it gold and i stuck it on a twist put it on a twisted metal coat hanger and put attached it to olaf's harness and the kids love it we had a girl she was like unicorns are not real and thunder was like i'm hurt because she this whole uniform had like a badge it looked like the fbi with a dpa on it and so she was like no they're real we get to the bar and we bring out olaf with his horn and she was like oh my gosh unicorns are real And then we, with the Harry Potter camps, we do like the, the creature hunt, the magical creature hunt. And so we would bring them to unicorn there or whatever. And so it just, it's something that we created and I like that it's being continued. And we actually have, I think we have unicorn camps or something like that or something related to unicorns at camp. I think that's really cool. 
That is so cool. Who should I interview next for the podcast? I think going to Thunder, her experience with the unicorns. <laughs> I think she worked at a Y camp as well. She went yeah. off. She worked up in Minnesota. I think at the same camp that Knuckles had gone to when she was younger. She worked as a counselor up there. She's done a bit of some other things as well. So they have some different perspectives. I think Pip would be a really interesting person to talk to because so many great stories and obviously lots of experience. Yes, I've been trying to get a hold of Pip. We just haven't seemed to found a time yet that works. So I am actively working on Pip to get her on the podcast. (laughs) Well, my next question is, what do you miss the most from camp? I just miss camp. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's got a whole different atmosphere about it. It's such a supportive place with everybody around you. it's that camp magic that lots of people have talked about being outside there's a whole different host of things really really broad but camp in general for for lots of different reasons I think Mm -hmm. well my last question for you guys is where can people find you if they want to contact you or follow you I'm on all the social medias (laughs) I'm on yeah the same no you type in trotter on facebook you'll be able to find me on facebook well friends that is all the questions that I have for you. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to share here on the Camp Kids podcast? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's been oh, lovely thank, to thank you for doing this. I greatly appreciate it. All right, Camp Kids. That was Ace and Trotter. Make sure to go give them a follow. And also, don't forget to check out the link in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast, Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are a part of this camp community. Also, if you could please leave a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating, so that others can help find this podcast, that would be fantastic. Next week, we will have another interview with a wonderful camp director all the way over from the East Coast. So make sure to stay tuned for that one. That's all that I have for you for now. But remember, this is good night and not goodbye.